HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures, a five-generation Georgia-based beef and poultry farm determined to conduct business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. I'm Julia Tertian, host of Radio Cherry Bomb. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning, and welcome to Inside School Food on the Heritage Radio Network. I am Laura Stanley, and today is week three of Farm to School Month 2014, and our fourth special episode about Farm to School. Um, And if you've been listening to our Farm to School programming all along, you know that two weeks ago we traveled pretty far north to the lower Michigan Peninsula to hear about some awesome work going on in support of Farm to School and the Traverse City area public schools. So today we're going way southeast of there to Georgia, where the growing season is longer and and agriculture dominates the economy a whole lot more. But um, as we're going to hear, there are challenges in Georgia also associated with bringing local food into the schools and some pretty creative programs designed to help SFAs meet those challenges. Um, We're going to focus on one of these programs today. It's a unique awards program that motivates and gives recognition where it's deserved, um, and it catalyzes community enthusiasm and buy-in. And you got to love the name. It's called the Golden Radish Award. Uh, so I've got two guests joining us uh, today to tell us all about it. Erin um, Kroom is Farm to School Director at Georgia Organics, and Dr. Kathy Peavy is School Nutrition Director at Bleckley County Schools in rural central Georgia. Uh, we're going to start with Erin since the statewide program is run out of her shop. Erin um, is also the Georgia State Lead for the National Farm to School Network. And after station break, Kathy will tell us how her district came to be awarded a silver radish this year and lots more. Kathy is a huge farm to school enthusiast with a great story to share. So Erin, good morning and thank you for joining us today. Good morning. Happy October Farm to School Month. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of our listeners will already know about Georgia Organics. Um, It's 
It's a big and very exciting topic in itself. So just in brief, um, you're a member-supported not-for-profit organization that is devoted to promoting sustainable foods and local farms in Georgia, and you offer a suite of education programs and support services for farmers, for eaters, and for schools. Uh, Georgia Organics is a powerful advocate for um, sustainable and com- a community-based food system in Georgia, um, and you've got a fan and membership base that extends well beyond state lines. Um, so I could go on. I do recommend that listeners who are not already familiar with Georgia Organics make a visit to your website, which is georgiaorganics.org, um, and it's a terrific site where um, you know people can quickly get a sense of the scope of everything that you guys do. Um, but Erin, for now, let's let's just take a closer look at uh, Georgia Organics' involvement in farm to school promotion, and where Golden Radish fits in. Sure. Um, well, thanks so much for having me on today, and uh, just happy to talk about farm to school and uh, the great things that are going on across Georgia um, this month, and um, and setting ourselves up for some great success in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the farm to school programs. You know, we uh, started the program about 2007 in a couple of schools, and it's really just grown uh, exponentially over the last few years um, across rural, urban, um, you know, small and large districts. It's become very popular, and um, everyone is, you know, really excited about the the success that they're seeing in their communities. Um, Our farm-to-school program really focuses on getting – you know, all Georgia children, regardless of where they live, the access to the best food, um, as well as, you know, helping these kids develop, you know, a real relationship with food. So mm-hmm. the real focus is, you know, making, a, you know, creating a real experience around food for kids because we know if kids have an opportunity to grow it and to taste it and to, and to cook it, they're going to love it. It doesn't matter if it's kale, spinach, tomatoes, sweet potatoes, I mean, you name it, um, those you know, with that type of activity, they're going to love it. Um, But we also know that, you know, those things don't just happen overnight, and we need the systems and policies in uh, in place to support those opportunities for kids. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, the program like the Golden Radish Awards program came into place. Mm -hmm. So so let's let's talk about what it is. Sure. The uh, the Golden Radish Awards um, is an awards program that was – uh, developed by um, our organization, Georgia Organics, as well as uh, the Georgia Department of Agriculture, uh, the Georgia Department of Education, and the Georgia Department of Public Health. And it's a, an awards-based um, program uh, based on 10 criteria that recognizes uh, leaders in farm-to-school programs across Georgia. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's 10 criteria. Can you tell us Maybe you don't want to name all 10, but give us, give us a <laughs> sense of what they are, because you just talked about there being a, a kind of what you're promoting is a, is a full experience for kids. How, how are the criteria designed to get kids that kind of exposure? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the most essential parts about the Golden Radish program is our focus on really defining what is farm to school. Uh, you'll hear there are thousands and thousands of programs across the United States, mm-hmm. and you'll hear a different definition with all of them. Some of them are very focused on, you know, getting fresh local food into the cafeteria, while others might be, you know, let's get as many, you know, kids on um, field trips mm-hmm. as possible. In Georgia, we really try to emphasize the comprehensive nature, which is why we have the 10 criteria, because we know the most comprehensive programs are the ones that are the most sustainable 
um, in the long term. Um, so, uh, you know, some of those criteria include, you know, what's going on in the, in the cafeteria? Do we have local food being served um, in the cafeteria? Um, what's happening in the classroom? You know, how many lessons um, that incorporate food, farm, nutrition education mm-hmm. that are connected to real standards? Um, how many of those are being taught? You know, how many farmers are, uh, you know, being introduced to kids, either, you know, bringing a farm into the, the cafeteria for uh to, you know, promote the local food that's being eaten that day, or maybe, you know, kids are going out onto the farm um, and visiting, you know, a farm for the very first time, seeing mm-hmm. how, you know, cows are milked or where a tomato grows. Mm-hmm. That gives you a little sense that's, uh, of, of how we um, organize the criteria. Right, right. And, and I know that this year for the first time you um, gave a different set of criteria for different size districts. So when people go on your website, they're going to see that um, you've broken it out. Uh, I guess just to make it, you know, make it easier for smaller districts with fewer resources to, to get involved. Can you comment on how you structured that? Sure. We had um, three different um, categories for small, medium, and large school districts so that a school district, uh, for example, the size of Gwinnett that has, you know, uh, you know over 120,000 students mm-hmm. isn't, you know, competing against a smaller school district. And it's, it's hard to say, um, you know, you know, I hear from very large districts that it's more difficult for them to do farm to school and some smaller districts that say, you know, it's it's more difficult for them to do farm to school because they have fewer resources, even mm-hmm. though maybe they can do things a little bit quicker. But, um, you know, I think that the lesson there is it's, you know, every school district has its own um, challenges and it's their own opportunities. Right. And they really make it work for their district, which is exciting. Right, so. right. And then, and then you've got these levels. Um, our next guest, Kathy Peavy's district is actually a silver winner. So you've got gold, silver, bronze, and you even have honorable mentions so that, you mm-hmm. know, anyone who wants to play at whatever level they're ready to get in can, can get in. So exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. And we, we definitely want to honor, you know, just doing, uh, you know, one thing um, is really showing a lot of leadership. Mm-hmm. What we've learned is, you know, particularly around school nutrition and everyone knows and hears a lot about, um, you know, the, the demands on teachers as well and the, all of the things that they have to do on a given day. Um, so every time, you know, we hear of a school nutrition director or a teacher or a principal or, you know, a school administrator that um, is working on a farm to school program, building it, um, we know that that is a leader that's going above and beyond um, their role. Right. And uh, and we want to recognize that. So if they want to just do one thing, you know, or two, two things yeah. uh, during the year, then that's great. And that shows that they're on the path to creating a really amazing program. Right, right. And we, we've talked about this a lot um, and during over Farm to School Month here on Inside School Food about, um, you know, finding that point of entry that's appropriate and viable for your district. So, you know, some districts are, are only able to make that one first move, maybe harvest of the month kind of thing or, or establishing one school garden as a starting place. But what's so great about your award? system is that you honor that effort to find and, you know, execute something at that starting place, even if it's small. Absolutely. And every great program has a great champion behind it. And the the real um, thought behind the Golden Radish program is that, you know, to get the gold, you really have to have, um, you know, multiple stakeholders from from a, a variety of places. I mean, you have to have a school nutrition director. You have to have, you know, your curriculum on board. You've got to have great 
community support. You've got to have, you know, your administration on board. Um, and those are really reflective in the projects and the, and the activities that you do over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get a program started, you may not have, you know, 10 or 15 champions. You may just have one person. And we want to make sure that that one person, um, if they're doing a great job, you know, at the very least, um, you know, we can recognize that program mm-hmm. program for them um, at the Capitol every year with our state uh, state leaders, the, the Commissioner of Agriculture and Commissioner of Public Health and um, Superintendent of Education um, need to know about these programs and, and award these programs and uh, give them the support that they need to, you know, grow it over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, trophies are part of the school culture, and communities are very proud when their districts win something. So as you were saying, this is a, a way to really engage people, get them excited, and, and, and then to get to that silver or gold level requires a uh, kind of, you know, motivation across different sectors in the school community. So that's very cool. Erin, um, who won this year? How many winners did you have? And, you know, can you tell us about a couple of them? You bet. Uh, we had 13 honorary awards. We had six bronze and three silver and eight gold winners. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what we saw is uh, we've, you know, a lot of the gold winners were, you know, programs that were definitely more established over the last several years um, that have been working really hard. And then some of the honorary programs were either programs that were just getting started, were brand new to the table, or programs that were really strong in one area um, and might need to strengthen up a little bit more. So maybe the school nutrition director uh, and their staff were doing an outstanding job mm-hmm. serving fresh locally food, maybe doing taste tests uh, very frequently in the classroom, uh, sorry, in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe, you know, you can really see those areas where, you know, um, they can, you know, grow their activities in the, the classroom and uh, some community outreach. So it, w- it was really surprising. It was, you know, across the board, large, small, urban, rural, um, really, every type of program um, across the state was represented in these awards. Yeah, great. And listeners, if you want to get some details about the kind of range that Aaron's talking about and um, the names of the districts and exactly what their accomplishments were that got them the award that they got, that's all on the Georgia Organics website. And I um, will be putting a link to um, that page, which names all the winners, um, on the Inside School Food um, website uh, along with this episode. So so take a look. It's really interesting. Erin, um, you know, we all of our listeners are very concerned about participation, uh, of course. And, um, you know, we, we've we heard over and over again on the show that, that a well-run farm-to-school program and great promotion around that farm-to-school can help. Um, are, are you hearing from any of your Golden Radish um, winners that they're getting the award or, or just being involved in farm-to-school is helping them with their participation issues? With uh, school meal participation, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know, uh, you know, City Schools of Decatur is a great example um, where they have, you know, a fairly low uh, free reduce rate, which means um, that, you know, yeah, they're getting, uh, you know, fewer federal dollars, but that means that, you know, a lot of kids uh, will, are probably taking lunch. So they can really, um, you know, it's an incentive to them to sell more school meals. Mm-hmm. So when they started their farm to school program, you know, several years ago, and their school meals, you know, uh, started including more, you know, fresh local items. They started promoting it. There was a lot more, you know, parent-teacher engagement around school meals. Mm-hmm. What they started to see is that that school meal participation was going up. 
And it's very true to form with our uh, national research that shows, you know, between 3 and 16% um, increase uh, in school meal participation around those really strong, you know, farm-to-school meals. So it's exciting, you know, and it's nice to know that, you know, sometimes, you know, serving fresher, healthier food can actually, you know, make your school district more money. That's right, always a great right, thing. Right. Uh, it, it calls for good work and good promotion of the work, and I, and I know that's part of what you do for your winners is you, you help them with press releases and just general, you know, assistance with that outreach, which can be a lot of work without that help. So it's um, the, and, yeah. and one thing that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, we get there's so much media out there about the bad school lunch. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that story. And one of the best things we found about this, this uh, you know, program, the Golden Radish Awards, is, you know, we get photographs of these school meals that they're serving, and they're amazing, and they look great, um, you know, uh, and they taste great, and the kids get really excited about them. They really have a a great, you know, connection with their farmers. Um, Jackson County, which is right outside of Athens, has a Jackson Strong Day Mm -hmm. that they serve, uh, you know, almost everything on that plate not only came from Georgia, but from that county. Mm-hmm. And um, the kids are excited about it. The teachers are excited about it. The school uh, nutrition staff is, you know, thrilled to be able to, you know, prepare these foods. And, you know, they're out, you know, amazed at what the kids will eat, you know, sweet yeah. potato, collard, kales, things that parents say might, their kids would never eat. And those are the things we want to celebrate and to, to um, really promote and, and show that these things can be done and they are being done. Yeah, great, great. And then finally, Erin, I, I know that in Georgia, as in, as in many other states, um, you don't necessarily have legislative mandates or supplementary funding that support farm to school. So, you know, the awards program is, is kind of catalyzing um, involvement anyway. Can you, can you comment on how that works? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a strong belief here that Georgians know what's best for Georgians. And not only that, but each community knows what's best for their schools. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Golden Radish Award, like I said, really celebrates what's unique in every community and the great food that they grow and prepare for their children. So it's healthy, but it's also delicious and it's prepared for love, with love. And, and that's what, you know, if, if a school district can do something that is um, specific to their community and they can do it on their own with, a, you know, obviously the incentive of uh, being uh, awarded a golden mm-hmm. radish at the end of the year, mm-hmm. then uh, that seems to work really well in Georgia. Right, right. And, so it can, um, can reinforce that's working. a sense of community autonomy, which people really value. Well, that, that, that's great. Well, Erin, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I'm really um, pleased that I learned about Golden Radish Award. Many thanks to my friends at National Farm to School Network to, for turning me on to what you're doing. Um, I wish you luck and um, look forward to checking in with how the program um, proceeds next year. Uh, we, so much, yeah, uh, we have been speaking with Erin Kroom at Georgia Organics about the innovative Golden Radish Award program that recognizes farm to school accomplishment in districts across her state. Um, after station break, we'll be taking a close look at what that accomplishment looks like in Bleckley County. So don't go away. You are listening to Old Brown Dog by The Hollows. Welcome all you strangers 
through the great divide. Where from all you strangers through the great divide? They say salvation's on the other side. Some will run and some will hide. Welcome all you strangers through the great divide. Yeah, there's fire down below, and the devil don't like rain. Well, there's fire down below, and the devil don't like rain. He built a fire stack with pain, and all our sins they shall remain. There's fire down below, and the devil don't like rain. White Oak Pastures is the only farm in the United States that has its own USDA-inspected red meat abattoir or slaughterhouse and its own USDA-inspected poultry abattoir or slaughterhouse. We partner with Whole Foods to deliver our high-quality meat and poultry from Miami, Florida, all the way to Princeton, New Jersey. One family, one farm, five generations, 145 years. A full circle return to sustainable land stewardship and humane animal stockmanship. For more information, please visit our website, whiteoakpastures.com. Hello, this is Mark Ladner from Del Posto, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. You're listening to Inside School Food. Today we continue our celebration of Farm to School Month 2014 with a visit to Georgia, where the Golden Radish Awards program is helping to get communities excited about farm to school and to think through their farm to school goals. Uh, One community that's embraced it in a big way in recent years is rural Bleckley County, where Dr. Kathy Peavy has been heading up nutrition services in the schools for 23 years. So Kathy, I'm so pleased you could join us today. Good morning, Laura. It's wonderful to be here with you. Yeah. So you began your career in the classroom as a family and consumer science teacher, and you hold a doctorate in educational leadership from Georgia Southern University. So it sounds like you bring a very student-focused perspective to your work in school nutrition. I agree. I think that's where we actually have to begin is with that student. Mm -hmm. And educating the student through the school nutrition program is truly educating the whole family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So tell us a little about your district. Uh, Where are you and, and how big are you? We are a small rural community located in the middle of the state of Georgia. We have one school district in our entire county, and we have approximately 13,000 for our population for the county. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bleckley County, we pride ourselves in, and it's a great place to live, and I use the slogan, it's a great place to eat also. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so when you say it's rural, it's also agricultural, right? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. We are a farming community, but the majority of our crops in Bleckley County are not crops that are considered immediate food sources. These are subsidies, uh, cotton, soybeans, wheat, peanuts. Mm -hmm. That's the majority of our crops. Right, right. So your students don't necessarily, you know, even though they're they're living amidst farms and maybe many of their families are working on farms, they don't necessarily know a whole lot more about their, where their food comes from than kids here in New York City. I would agree to that, with mm-hmm. the exception of a few whose families might actually be involved in it. 
the concept of growing the food and then the immediate consumption is based upon what they have in the garden in the summertime, basically for Bleckley County. For the state of Georgia, that's totally different because we have areas which we we call the, the mecca of produce in, in various reasons, but Bleckley County is not that. Right. Uh, it's more of the commodity subsidies. Right, right. And, and so your kids have, have pretty standard uh, tastes for, for like, what, what, are they, what are their favorite foods at school? Well, without a doubt, I would have to say that chicken tenders seem to be what I think students uh, consider the, the prize. Uh, I, I can visit in the schools and ask, what would you like to have different on the menu? And every time it seems to be, we just love our chicken tenders, <laughs> that, uh, which I guess is good. Poultry is popular in Georgia, so sure. we're supporting Georgia agriculture. Right, right, right. So, um, you know, you, you've been doing farm to school for a few years now and tell us how you decided to I mean after you know 20 some odd years in the district why you decided to throw yourself into into farm to school well, the farm-to-school concept started being something we were hearing, and of course was the buzz somewhat from the Department of Agriculture. And our Department of Education and also our Department of Agriculture partnered with Georgia Organics to um, just discuss, I think they pretty much brainstormed how we could involve districts. It is not mandatory in Georgia. Mm-hmm. It is promoted but it is not mandatory. So with that, Bleckley County um, was involved with Feed My School for a week. Mm-hmm. And that concept came from the Georgia Department of Agriculture, where essentially in Bleckley County, our farming community, our entire community could consider what does it take to feed this school for an entire week? What does that involve? How can they become involved? How can we procure as much local produce and other items to feed our students. It was an education for the entire district. And um, we were a pilot. Bleckley County applied with an application process, and we were selected for the first pilot in the 2011-2012 school year three districts, Bleckley Elementary School was selected, and that was the foundation as where we truly started building a strong relationship with the farm to school. Prior to that, in Bleckley County, we had played with it somewhat, some local strawberries, and it was more of a hobby farm, Mm -hmm. not any type of strawberry farm that was... um, um, this was a business as heirs. It was more of a hobby. And, and just because we're a small community, you chit-chat with each other at church and in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. The concept came up a couple of years prior to this this pilot that, sure, that would be great. I think that would be wonderful to serve some strawberries grown right here in the community. Mm-hmm. And um, the students were exposed to it in a very minimal amount prior to the Feed My School for a Week. Right, right. So these programs really helped catalyze a deeper involvement. And then you moved into working on the with, with Golden Radish. And, um, you know, you sent me the application form that you filled out to qualify for the Silver Radish this year. And there was a whole lot of stuff you had to do. Can you talk about a couple of the criteria that you, you worked to meet in order to win the award? 
Well, the golden radish did a wonderful job of categorizing and giving thought to um, additional things that could be done. And since this is not a requirement in Georgia, we pretty much brainstorm with one another in districts as we gather together at state meetings, and and you hear bits and pieces of, of possibly what is Gwinnett County doing or what is some other county doing. The golden radish with their application brings it all together in a concept that you can see what other districts might be doing mm-hmm. and highlighting, but, but the golden radish via the Georgia Organics has seen the entire picture. Um, taste testing. In Bleckley County, with the taste testing this year, we've gone a step further, and we are actually participating in a Georgia-grown kitchen. We are testing Georgia-grown recipes with students that can be shared across Georgia, and that Mm -hmm. was a criteria in the Golden Radish, not that it had to be Mm Georgia-grown, but just that we uh, um, offered some taste testing done in a little bit of a more formal manner. Manner than what we were currently doing of students growing turnips, and I'm going to say turnips, and that gives everybody a little bit of a, a giggle in South Georgia. <laughs> we make that into two syllables. So our turnips uh, that were grown with our third graders, it was commonplace that they were harvested. The students washed those in our cafeteria facility, and then we prepared it for them, and we prepared it for the entire school. So that type of taste test was in a little bit uh, a different manner Mm -hmm. than what we can forward and go with uh, various recipes. So Georgia Organics has done a wonderful job with the Golden Radish, bringing it all together, mm-hmm. bringing the entire state together. Yeah, yeah. And again, listeners can um, look um, on the Inside School Food website um, under Bleckley County to see exactly what Kathy and her stakeholders and her team um, needed to do to qualify for silver. And as I said, it's a, it was a lot of work, and you're a small district, and you're, you're wearing a lot of hats, and yet you've made the decision to uh, to take this on. Um, and and I, I know that through your involvement in Feed My School for a Week and, and Golden Radish, your local purchasing has gone up in recent years. I mean, can you can you quantify that? How much more are you buying now? I would easily say, after some calculations, that six percent, six percent of um, where. Honestly, previous years, uh, after 23 years, the first few years was zero. You know, right. that wasn't even a concept that it be anything local. But 6% of our products are now local. Probably a lot more because so many vendors now have seen the importance of bringing in a product that um, has been prepared in the state of Georgia. And now we're seeing even markings on cases, cases of uh, chicken products we have procured with no concept that it was produced in Georgia. Mm -hmm. But now that it was actually the plant was in Georgia and vendors are seeing that as also um, sparking additional growth in their in their sales. Right, right. So so as we've noted on the show and in other episodes, just finding out what's been local all along can can bring up that percentage by by quite a bit. Um, and, exactly. and I know, Kathy, that you've got some Southern favorites that you've been bringing in. Um, I really want to talk about boiled peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love boiled peanuts. So do and, I. And I'm a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> they love boiled peanuts. They 
they understand that concept of the farming. And recently, the peanuts have been harvested. They've been lying on the ground to dry. You can drive through the community, have that smell as you pass that field. Mm -hmm. They understand that product. Yes, I want USDA to recognize boiled peanuts as a product on our food buying guide. Absolutely. Let's get boiled peanuts reimbursable, okay? So if anyone from USDA is listening, I just got to say that. They're so delicious. (laughs) Well, our roasted nuts, I looked this morning, and dry roasted nuts are listed as creditable Uh in the meat, meat alternative food buying guide. Boiling is a, a method of cooking. Right. And it's a method in the South. And it, that's right. It's really Southern. And then you've got something really special going on with your local flower. And, and um, some of our listeners might remember that uh, Donna Martin at Burke County also spoke about this. Um, you're, you're buying um, your whole grain locally milled uh, flour from a local farmer. Tell, tell us about you know who she is and how you met her. Well, the um, farmer has been growing wheat for years, and it's a family farm. And uh, as in a small community, again, you attend church, you go to the ball field together, you grocery shop, you see one another in um, many, many different facets of your daily life. And Ginger Butts was working on allergy issues with her own children and was discussing that at church Mm -hmm. and discussing how her husband is a wheat farmer, how she was taking that wheat after it had been processed through the processes that um, are done to even sell the wheat as a farmer to other venues, and she was grinding that whole grain and utilizing that in baking. And as the farm-to-school concept was is twirling through my mind, and we were at church, I mentioned, I said, Ginger, how about we try that? We bake from scratch in Bleckley County still. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful way to incorporate farm-to-school, freshly ground, whole grain. And um, that's how it started. It started strictly from a discussion at church. Right. And... Um, The farm is three miles from the schools. So students on school buses ride by this farm daily, two trips a day. And we were able to begin um, educating the students to see that, look at this farm. We actually have a sign in front of the wheat field on the side of the road that says, this farm grows food for the Bleckley County Schools. Students started seeing that. We took field trips to the farm where they pulled their own piece of wheat, and then we had various stations set up that they could see how it was then ground, and then how the flour was then used to bake a delicious chocolate chip cookie. Right, right. And and, um, and, and uh, you're making uh, rolls also from scratch? We continue to make whole um, or rolls, fresh yeast rolls, when it was vogue to purchase those products. Because we're a small rural district, jobs were involved um, and families were involved in the occupation, and I still needed bakers. So we were not vogue for a little while. We continued to be, I guess, considered Mm old-fashioned, but it's been wonderful because that has come full circle. 
and um, our bakers were able to incorporate the whole grain flour. And and once again, we were on the cutting edge of what was necessary for the health of our students. So, yes, you can enjoy at Bleckley County High School every day a freshly baked whole grain yeast roll. Yeah. Great story. Um, and I've spent some time talking with Ginger, too, and she, she's told me that she periodically checks in with your bakers to make sure they know how to handle the product, and she talks to the kids to make sure it's coming out right. So there's, there's just a lot of virtue to keeping it, keeping it local. Uh, it's a very exciting story. Um, Kathy, we could go on talking, but we can't. We've run out of time. I'm, but I'm so <laughs> glad you were able to join us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. It was a pleasure. So we've been speaking with Dr. Kathy Peaty of the Bleckley County Schools about her district's participation in the statewide Golden Radish Award programming, program that recognizes um, exemplary work in farm to school. Um, and for more about Golden Radish, as I said, visit us on InsideSchoolFood.com, where we have posted links to the criteria and to a list of this year's winners. And there's a link to the grower who supplies Bleckley County with freshly milled whole wheat flour. Her company is called Bath to the Basics 101. And please, and this is important, please sign up for our newsletter while you're on our website. Inside School Food is still a very new show. We know that lots of folks are listening, which is terrific. Um, But if you tell us who you are, that's so much the better because then we can design our programming to better suit your needs. Uh, next week for our grand finale uh, of uh, for Farm to School, um, we will uh, learn how three large, very pioneering districts in California have worked together to source sustainably and humanely raised local chicken. Um, I'm Laura Stanley, and I look forward to welcoming you back. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 